Hey everyone and welcome back to the It's Good To Talk podcast. So today we are joined by Brandon. So um, Brandon is uh, an affiliate on uh, Twitch and does a lot of stuff to do with fitness and um, kind of wellness in general, um, especially in, in, in mind as well as body. As many of you can see, because Brandon is in the shape that I want to be in. So <laughs> as many of us probably want to be in. So we're just going to have a talk to, uh, with Brandon today um, just about um, life and getting over things and how things have gone for him and any kind of advice or wisdom he may have for everyone in the future or just how he's found some some solace for himself so um brandon how are you doing pretty good man uh can't complain i uh, was just having fun with the little guy um yeah. it's always always a blast hanging with him and, and, and mom so um i'm pretty good can't complain yeah. uh today's today's been a pretty pretty chill chill day Good, good. It's always good because I know sometimes um, days can get on top of us just out of nowhere sometimes. So it's always nice to be able to go. Actually, today, today was an okay one. I think that's it's, yeah. it's nice to be able. To, it's nice to just be able to recognise it sometimes. I think because sometimes I think yes. we can have an okay day and then go, uh, and then not really realise it. We just say meh or whatever, you know. But um, right. for anyone that's that's watching, by the way, yes, I know I'm not in my office. I'm currently in the Middle East. I'm in Jordan. So um, hopefully the internet is fine and this podcast goes out okay. Um, <laughs> if not, it is on my side. It is not Brandon. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so um, as I say, um, you do um, a lot of stuff on fitness and in general yes. wellness, body and mind. Um, and you also yes. um, do stuff on, on um, Twitch as well, um, which I, mm-hmm. I occasionally, occasionally check in on. Um, I'm not as much of a gamer though, so it's always just trying to be chilled out if I just like something in the background when I'm watching you um but if you want to just tell us about yourself kind of background and how you've got into fitness and how that's helped you um so I originally started uh doing fitness when I want to say started at 17 mm-hmm. um I was like a skinny I was a really really skinny uh kid and something just woke up in me to be like huh I don't want to be skinny anymore <laughs> so um so I started, I started lifting and, uh, I noticed the, not only the confidence that it gave me, but like the overall strength. Yeah. Um, I'm a firm believer. And if you can't, um, if you can't move your body weight, you probably shouldn't be in the gym trying to add weight yeah. to, to lift. Right. Yeah. So, um, I started with the basics, push ups, you know, sit-ups, pull-ups. Um, and then I, uh, I, graduated to one of my favorite exercises which is the deadlift so the deadlift is you know of course as you guys know is a uh is a full body exercise mm. so you're working like core back arms leg you're working your entire body so um i always wanted to be i don't want to be like freakishly big mm. i just want to be like freakishly strong yeah but but then it's kind of like i don't know maybe that Maybe that's kind of backwards to say because you're going to get big as you get stronger, right? Yeah. So um, after that, uh, I, I pretty much um, practiced deadlifting. Uh, I, I, I'm a firm believer in form is everything. Yeah. Deadlifts are probably one of the most scariest exercises to do because it's so easy to injure yourself. Like yes. you can like round your back and mess up your lower spine. It's, it, it's a lot that goes into it. So I always tell everybody if you're going to practice deadlifting, 
make sure you practice the form first before you just go over there, you know, put 500 pounds on a bar and lift it off the floor, right? Yeah. So uh, as far as, like, what it does for me as far as wellness, like, it's kind of like therapy for me. So mm-hmm. um, when, especially, like, when I when when I do deadlifting, I kind of, like, go into a zone. So deadlifting, I put the weight on the bar, and the weight isn't necessarily, it doesn't translate to me as weight. It translates more to me, like, any insecurities, any doubts, any fears, um, any pain, any anger, any of that. Mm. Um, the, the as heavy as the weight is, that's what's like bearing me down. So to be able to be strong enough to lift it up, to use my entire body to lift this burden up. Uh, after that, you know, I lift, you know, I go how, however heavy I want to go, and then I'm done. Yeah, it's like everything that I was feeling, it's like gone. Yeah, I mean, it's so, an interesting way you put it there, like you're lifting your burden. You're, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just a weight to you. It's, if I can do this, this is making my day. All the, all the, the crap that's happened today, any of that stuff, this is, yeah. this is me kind of being able to lift that away from myself. And I think I've talked about it before on here and on my, my own um, Twitch channel of the idea that I think people get the wrong in, impression of meditation. I think when people think of meditation, they have the idea of this kind of L.A. style, sit in the corner saying, um, Whereas meditation actually is things like that. When it's, you're in a, a state where you are um, able to connect with yourself, able to interact and be open to new ideas that are coming in and just be peaceful in your own mind. It's none of this idea of, well, empty your mind because that's, that's crap. You can't, you can't empty your mind. Um, but right. it, it's the idea of that you're, you're calm in your own mind. I, I, it, it feels to me like maybe deadlift specifically for you is you effectively meditating. It's you allowing yourself to be in that state for the day. Yes. Um, There's a very, uh, it's almost kind of like, especially when I get to like the heavier weights, like probably when I get, I want to say between 425 and five. So far I've, I've, I've broken another record today. A personal one. I got up to 545 pounds today. Um, between like those weights, it kind of uh, there's like an animalistic switch that goes off in my head. I kind of like uh, use um, it's, it's weird. I kind of like tap into like some type of animalistic rage, and then mm. that helps me um, lift up. And for that quick second, I pick the weight up, put the weight down. It's like I'm back to normal. Yeah. So it's literally like kind of like you said, it's like with meditating, you go into this. It's like a completely different state of being, a state of mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know I, I've talked about um, about this before with, with people in that most of us in our kind of true default state of mind, we're not necessarily calm. We're not necessarily I think everyone thinks of that your default state of mind is calm. Me, it's not my, my default is is anger and upset. You know, it just it just is. That is my default when I'm in in, in that. And so um, I kind of can can tap into that sometimes, and I'm I'm able to use that sometimes for 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 good. And it seems like that's possibly something you're doing yourself. So you say you're you're kind of tapping into that animalistic thing. Is that something that you've had to struggle to control, and now you've tapped into it, or is that? Yes. Um, I'm, and I'm actually glad you said that. Uh, you know, I had a very um, I had a very traumatic. Uh, event happened to me when I was younger. Um, you know, I, I lost my father at a very early age. And um, at that point, you know, literally, it just felt like um, I was just full of rage and, and, and 
and just complete, utter, uncontrollable anger all the time. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, as I, you know, did therapy and started to, you know, um, find ways to control the anger so I can use it in a more productive manner instead of a destructive manner. Yeah. Then it was like, okay, so um, it, it's kind of like I, I trigger my own self back into that rage to pick the weight back up. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's literally, you know, the, the weight is literally my, my fears, any doubts, um, any insecurities, any, uh, any, um, Anytime I may be mad at myself, uh, because it's like, you know, for the most part, whenever, whenever I like have an issue with someone, you know, for the most part, I, I think I'm, I'm mad at the person, but I feel like I'm more mad at myself. Yeah. So I tend to go inward a lot. So, uh, now, you know, with deadlifting, I can move that feeling inward and then push it outward. And then it's literally like, you know, I, um, I'm pushing myself through the floor, but picking this weight up because I can't let it weigh me down anymore. Yeah, it's 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 taking back that control because I think that's, uh, you know, I think the biggest when it comes down to in, in mental health, pretty much no matter what you may suffer from, the biggest thing that it comes down to is that lack of self-control. The second the self-control is taken yeah. away, you know, whether it's depression, ADHD, autism, whatever it is, the second the idea of some kind of control that you no longer have is ta- you know, mm-hmm. that, that idea is taken away, then you're drowning in it. Whereas if you're able to turn it around and go, no, actually I'm not going to allow this, this fear, this rage, this, this anger, whatever it is, I'm taking control of it. I'm doing it by lifting the weights. I'm doing it by tapping into it and using it. I think it's really important. I mean, I've, so my background for, for some of you that listen along will will know I'm a martial arts and self-defense instructor. You know, I've been doing that since I was four years old. Um, so and I, I um, lost my wife to cancer a couple of years ago as well. And my immediate thing was was rage. And that's kind of stayed around. The anger has stayed around. That it is it has been a similar thing, in I think, with um, with martial arts is, you know, it, it's using that to to. to hit things without really trying to hurt them it's it's that control of being able to because that's that's a big control for me because when i when i went back to training i was i found it very hard at first to control those punches you know i was not having the full i my what i was trying to do as a as a simple very straightforward very low level punch was knocking people backwards and it's like I can't train right now. I, I, if that's what my, my, my soft is, I, I need to step back. And it is take, taking time to then go, okay, this is the control and I'm having to, you know, I can have control over that. So it is something I think is really important. It's also important, I think you said, because of therapy. And I think there's a lot of guys, um, I think it's very much um, toxic masculinity, kind of bravado that a lot of guys have, especially gym guys, especially martial arts guys, about not going to therapy. It's like, no, 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 I'm a man. You know, it's that kind of, I'm a man. Why, why do I need to go to therapy? It's like, because it helps, you know? And uh, have you found any, yeah. um, any pushback at all, even from your own mind or your family or anything like that? No, um, you know, of course, and I'm glad you said that because, you know, uh, nowadays, you know, I mean, not even nowadays, it's, it's been a thing, but I think now it's coming to the forefront even more. Mm. Um, men have so much pride and ego and because we've been programmed as men to, you know, even from when we were young, you know, our dad or, you know, especially our dad, 
Uh, any male in our family has been like, oh, you want to cry? I'll give you something to cry about. You you be tough. You know, boys don't cry. We're supposed to be strong. Yeah. So any showcase of emotion equates to weakness, like in society, which is totally not the um, that's totally not how it should be. Therapy doesn't mean uh, therapy doesn't make you. A, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. No, it just means there may be some things wrong inward that you can't deal with by yourself. So maybe you need a professional uh, opinion on it. Yeah. Uh, you know, somebody who's licensed, someone who has proper education and, you know, what may be going on with you because you may be in a situation where something is going on with you and you may be oblivious to it. Hmm. Everyone, um, people can be oblivious to depression. Oh, Sometimes yeah. you're just in a state and you're just like, well, I don't know why I'm like this. I'm just, I'm like this. And then they're just, next thing you know, they're spiraling into uh, depression. So, you know, I just think that um, therapy should not equate to, oh, you know, I'm like a wreck or I'm a messed up person. Yeah. I mean, everybody has their dark moments, but that doesn't, that doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a messed up person. It just means you need a license, you know, a more educated um, diagnosis on what's going on with you. So you know how to handle it effectively. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is that weird thing that we, we, so many of us kind of go, oh yeah, but I know how to deal with my problems. Or I know what's going on. It's like, it's that difference between um, like a, a chef or a baker and somebody in the kitchen. You know, if you give them both the same ingredients, the eggs, the, the milk, the, the flour and everything, if you, if you give that to yourself and you've never baked a cake and then you give it to Mary Berry from Bake Off, who do you think's making the better cake? And it's, yeah. I think that's the same thing with the therapist. It's like, you look at yourself and you may see what's wrong, kind of, bits and pieces of, well, there was something happened here, this happened here, this happened here. But you right. don't connect the dots because you don't realize that, you know, the reason you, you're, you know, you're venting out to friends or family is because this happened. Because yeah. that's, your mind doesn't want to do that. Your mind's just in a, in a, in a mix. It's, it's really weird. There is something you yeah, said. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. And there's like um, there's deeper layers to what's going on. Mm. You may be looking at it at a surface level layer. Yeah. It may be the first layer. Now, when you start peeling things back, then it's like, oh, wait, this happened to me in my childhood. Maybe this is some trauma that, you know, I may have not have healed from properly. So you never know. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I always say that if you if you had to ask um, a room of people, how are you how are you feeling how are you all feeling and you were to say if you can tell me exactly how you're feeling right now i'll give you a thousand pound or thousand dollars whatever i don't think you'd lose a penny because if people actually started to really think how they're doing no one knows no one knows yeah. everyone says the same thing oh, i'm fine i'm okay you know it's you don't know because like you just say said no one's pulled back that first layer you know everyone's mm -hmm. still that first layer of well today's okay yeah yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm good, you know. And I'm, and I'm glad that uh, I ran across a streamer. Um, her name is Jennifer. Um, I have, she actually has, um, you know, she has the, 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 the feeling mugs and stuff. Yeah. So she was the one who actually inspired me to push others that when I say, how are we feeling? You look for a word. You don't just say the typical cliche, oh, I'm okay. You know, I'm fine. You know, I can't complain. No, you got to find a word to define how you are. If you feel tired, say, hey, I feel really like lethargic today. I'm exhausted. Uh, I'm wiped out. Um, I don't have any energy. Like that is to me, that's more descriptive. I'll key in on that than you just saying, 
Oh, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. It's that. I mean, I, I know Jennifer. Jen, uh, um, me and Jennifer have been because similar circles with with mental health. Um, she's mm. going in, into each other's communities quite a lot. And I mean, I've banned the word "fine" in, in my Twitch. You literally can't write it now. It's a banned word um, mm. because I, you know. If, you're, if, you're, if your response is fine, then you're not really answering the question. I know why people do it, especially when it comes to content creation on Twitch yeah. or YouTube. People don't generally care. Let's be honest. People on, online on Twitch, don't, depending on who they are, don't always yeah. care. But yeah. for me, it's just like, no, I've asked you. I, I'm, I'm actually, I actually want to know, like, how are you doing? Yeah. Like, this is what we're doing today. You know, I have a mental yeah. health check-in. That's why I want to know how you're doing. But people, yes. even when you're... I think it's very difficult. Like I say, I do a mental health check-in. People are there literally for a check-in and people still are like, mm, they still don't want to, don't want to share. And it's, um, it's really strange. I think especially um, in the UK, because you were saying about the fact that um, you don't have to be messed up to, um, to seek out therapy. And I think yeah. that is a big difference between the UK and the US, because in general, I think the US does have a lot of issues with the mental health system. But the one thing I think you guys do do better is when it comes to the idea of mental health in the UK, yeah. we only think that that's somewhere you go when you're messed up. Therapy isn't something that um, that you think of. Otherwise, P- people don't have a therapist. You have a if you have a therapist, there's there's something wrong. Like that's that's the yeah. default. There's no idea yeah. of like oh because I mean you see it a lot on on from Americans like oh I'm seeing my therapist today. If you say that to an English person, it's like what what why? It's, yeah, it's, what's wrong? Yeah, it's exactly. It's a very weird thing to us. It's very kind of weird um, weird interaction with us. And I think that the thing is as well is that people don't think of other things as being therapy so like you right. say with with fitness that is therapy it's not a talking yeah. therapy but it is therapy you know it's it's something yeah. that you, you you definitely kind of mm-hmm. you're finding solace in you're finding you're finding a way forward you know and i think yes. the two three-pronged attacks on on our mental health is always best because if you're only going one way and then something pushes you back where have you got to fall you know, if, 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 you, if you've only got fitness, for instance, and you're sick and you can't do that weight today, oh, shit. <laughs> the therapy, yeah. you know, it's the same thing. So, um, I mean, have you found a way of trying to um, bring others into the fold in terms of, of helping as well? Obviously, you, you, you try and um, encourage it through, through your various um, social medias, but have you found a way of trying to bring others into it or is there a way you're hoping to do in the future um so uh i think the biggest thing and if you mean by like uh you know bring them into mental health yeah um if you mean by that uh probably the biggest thing that's going for me right now i would say is probably the spaces the twitter spaces um the twitter spaces have been like pretty uh pretty cool let me hold a bit uh-oh, we got a new, we got, a, we got a special guest coming back. She's doing, doing everything. <laughs> but, um, uh, hey, say hi. <laughs> um, so the spaces, the spaces has been helping a lot. I think, mm. uh, so, okay, so the difference between, like, Twitch and, um, and Twitter. Mm. So with Twitch, you have, like, the chat and you have the camera, which looks at you. Mm. So it's kind of cool to, like, um type in you know with the chat yeah. but like twitter spaces it's like a seminar it's like this but without the camera it's all audio so mm. 
I'm the kind of person where when someone talks, I mute my mic. So that way they can get everything out. And it really feels like, oh, wow, everybody's looking and listening to me. Yeah. So it's that, you know, it's that feeling of, of, of being heard because a lot of people, the, I feel like one of the main reasons why a lot of people don't speak, because like you said, no one cares. A lot of people don't want to listen. They're not, yeah. um, it's not genuine. Yeah. So to, to have a space where, like I said, you know, people, I literally shut my mic off. Anybody else shuts their mic off and we let that person who needs to speak, they speak. And afterwards, you know, it could it could be from a point where I've I've had people like break down and cry in the spaces because they're probably like, finally, somebody hears me out. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, some, sometimes people don't want a response. Sometimes people just need someone to listen. You know how many people may have not have jumped off the ledge if they had someone just listening to them? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's actually one of my biggest bugbears with, um, with Twitch, and it happened a while ago. And I, I continually call this, um, this behaviour from streamers out. Um, it was this idea that someone, this idea of trauma dumping, and it really yes. irritates me because yes. it's nonsense. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. trauma dumping does not exist. We can't expect people in trauma to act as if they're not. You don't have someone who is having a heart attack and tell them, sit down and drink some water. It's not, that's not going to help you. you. We need to get you to the hospital. You know, and this idea of going, oh, well, this isn't the appropriate place. Well, how many other people that day have told that person it's not the appropriate place? How many people have just been effectively killed by telling them to go away because they can't speak? And it's just like, I, I always think that, and, and, and I understand for people that have just a, just a gaming tag, I kind of go, mm -hmm. I think you should still have resources, but I, I understand that you may not have interaction. The thing that really annoys me is when people that have a mental health tag and then they don't even have resources. Because if you can't interact, maybe to that day you're not feeling it and you're just trying to make sure you're, you're on screen. But you should be able to have like a resource. So your, your mods go, yeah. resources. Like, I can't deal with it today. However, please reach out to these guys. But to just go, oh, you're trauma dumping. It's like, what? The, they need to dump. They need to dump. You're literally saving their life just by letting them say what they need to say. And I'm sorry, but at that point, yes, it might be a, a trigger, which I, I have issue with that anyway. I've had issue trigger warnings. But it might be a problem for some other people in the chat. But those other people in the chat aren't the one in desperate emergency needs. And I, right. I think that's, that, that's the big problem for me. And it's, yeah. I definitely, uh, you know, I, I definitely see both sides to it. I do see how, you know, um, for some, for some of us, it could be like, oh my God, you're trauma. And, and I feel like it's so, um, it's more so like, okay, so if you have a relative that, uh, that passed away and let's say, for instance, it could be like a grandmother, mm. like your grandmother may have passed away, but then my grandmom is on life support. Mm. I can see where that could be like a little, a trigger because it's like, well, sheesh you know my my grandmother's on life support like i don't want to think about my grandmother passing away but you saying that like put me in that that, that mode to think about that and i can understand why for some people it could be trauma dumping but I... then i also understand like hey you know um even if i can't even if i can't deal with it mm. here's some resources and here are other people who may be able to deal with what you're dealing with right now yeah. I do think there is a way to um, 
there's a way to, I guess, uh, I don't want to say like deflect, but there is a way to guide someone to another, you know, another outlet, just in case yours, you know, you may not be, you know, mentally or emotionally or spiritually in the mood to, you know, to deal with yeah. that. It's, 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 a, it's more, like they say, it's more than one way to skin a cat. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's that, I mean, a lot of mental health um, streamers on Twitch, for instance, use my resources. I have the, I have my own charity and I have my own website set up because mm-hmm. I, I collated those specifically. Um, so, you know, Waba and Mindset by Dave and people, they all use mine. I think even Jennifer mm-hmm. uses mine as well, actually, um, because I collated it for that purpose, because I know that some days I may not be able to deal with it. But I, I think it's that thing of having an automatic response of even and even te- I, for me, I think you should be able to tell your community and have mm-hmm. when it's a resource um, response, tell your community, look, guys, if somebody comes in like that and I don't see them or the mods don't see them, exclamation mark resources. Yeah, because then all you need to do is have it so that it literally says, I'm sorry, I can't help you right now. Please reach out to these guys, because then if yes. they keep, if, if they keep going, then. Then there's another question that has to be asked. But if they if they literally go, oh, because it could just be that you've recognised them. That's the thing. Because some sometimes it's just that the fact that you know they exist. Because how many people yeah. have been in that kind of position purely because they haven't heard from someone that day or for a couple of days, and they just think the world's better off right. without them. And so they come right. in right. just seeing if someone recognises them, and the, just you going, hey man try these guys can then be going oh my god i like i matter someone someone sees me and i think that's important <laughs> bye bye <laughs> um i think yeah i think that's that's the thing and i think when it comes to trauma dumping i think there's there's two sides to it like you say about the grandmother thing yeah i think mm-hmm. if it's that side of things i think you, you it would be right to say you know look i want to talk about this i think that's okay but i think the the one the bit i'm talking about more is when they are physically like I'm going to end it. And I think that's when, for me, that's yeah. when I'm like, no, I want you to talk. Right now, that's, yeah. you are the yeah. person that's getting my attention. Because yeah. if you are at that point, we, I'm, I'm, I, if I can't deal with it, I'm going to show you these people that can help you or this streamer that I know is better at this. Or, you know, because right. if somebody comes to me and, and wants to talk about grief, I am not the person. I, you know, I'm still right. suffering from grief for, for a start. But I also know yeah. another person who expressly has education in dealing with grief thanatology grief. i have a master's degree in thanatology so it's like they are the person they are the guy go and talk to them yeah they'd be much better and and i i, I like that um i like that that's that uh like walking them into another you know what i mean versus just being like oh my god you're trauma dumping get out yeah. um <laughs> no there's yeah. a there, there's a way to deliver that message without sounding uh like I mean, basically, like, you, you don't care. I get it. You know, it's your channel. You know, there are boundaries. There are rules in place. You know, you want people to be able to um, come in and, and, you know, and have fun in your channel. And I do understand, like, how, you know, for some people, um, you know, when someone comes in and says, like, man, you know, I don't, I don't. And it's, it's so, that's another, that's one thing that bothers me, right? Because now, so so many people do it to troll mm. that now you have to ask yourself, are they really saying this because they genuinely feel this way? Are they saying this because they're trying to get a rise out of us? They're trying to like derail the whole energy of the stream. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
so I mean, my thoughts on that is always I'd rather be wrong. For, uh, I'd rather be um, wrong for the right reasons fifty times than yeah. than just plain wrong that once. You know, yeah. it, because all it takes is me to think, oh, there's another one, and then actually find out that guy's now not here. Gone. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's the thing yeah. is, if it's a troll, I'll do the trolls. I mean, I'm uh, people. Anyone that's come across my my uh, my streams at all. Well, no, I'm, I, I may present as, an, as fluffy, you know, I, I, I have my teach, I, I'm a, teach, a qualified teacher in meditation and mindfulness, and I generally wear the Buddha around my neck and all this kind of stuff, but I'm, I'm an arsehole. Like, I, I'm, I, if somebody comes in and trolls, I will deal with them in a, an aggressive manner for, for mm. me, because for me, that's me making sure my community understands that doesn't happen in here. And it's a, it's right. a protection. It's got to the point now where I've seen it in other people's streams where if a troll turns up, the community gets scared. If it happens in yep. mine, the community's response, and my mods are told not to deal with them, leave it for me. And my community actually tends to go, oh, this is going to be fun. Wait till up sees you. Yeah, and, you know, it's actually then my community almost <laughs> is hyped up by the fact. Um, so yeah. I, I, li I don't mind them being trolls, but obviously that's different for different communities. And I think yep. it's good understanding the space so like for instance i know if somebody comes in and, and wants to talk lgbt um qia plus i can talk on it to, to a point but <laughs> wubba wubba streams is the, is the person you know they are going to be able to talk, to talk about it way more than i am if it's mm -hmm. eating disorder again i used to be very very big and possibly possibly I had some of that, but I was never diagnosed, so I don't know. So I'm going to send them to Mindset by Dave, who has diagnosis. You know, if it's right. a sobriety issue and they don't know what's going on, I'm going to send untapped them to Untapped Keg. Keg. It's, yeah. So it, I think it's understanding your community, and I think that's something that I, I think there's too many people that call themselves mental health or use it as a hashtag. And that, that's, that does get annoying when people are just going to go, yeah, of course we're mental health. It's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're using that hashtag and it gets annoying. Um, and I think that's where the trauma dump thing came from is because it was people that just liked the idea of going, yeah, of course I'm part of this. And it's like, so name, name a decent mental health person. Name any content. Name any YouTube stuff. Because, I mean, most of us have, uh, you know, we put our stuff everywhere. You know, me, Wabba, Mindset, at least, are all on YouTube as well to try and do educational videos so that we don't, if somebody just wants to learn something or just wants to know anything, you can go to yeah. our channels there. You know, I do this. I do this podcast for that reason. I mean, Mindset by Dave does a podcast live on it. Untapped Keg does a podcast on it. You know, both of us have been on Untapped Keg's podcast. You know, um, yeah. and it's it's that kind of it's that kind of thing. And it's I think it's it's really important to, to kind of recognise um, the communities that you're in, and also it means we can help each other. You know, if I have somebody that yeah. comes in and goes, you know, I'm I'm really into to lifting. I think this has been a lifeline. I now know. Hey, we're going. Go and check out Brunner. Go and check out Bronnie Bear. You know, that's, that's, they're going to be able to do something for you there. You've got some yeah. stuff on, on YouTube. You know, that's going to be really important. And I think that's something that needs to spread more. Um, I mean, how yeah. have you found the community? Obviously, you said Jennifer was kind of your, your, your way in. But how have you found kind of get into it? Um, so I remember when I first started doing Twitch and um, I had one of those, like, uh, I'm, I think the one thing that I am beginning to pride myself on is making my content relatable. Mm -hmm. So that way, you know, other people can feel like, wow, 
you said exactly how I felt better than I can say it. So now I feel comfortable with being here because I don't have to feel like I'm by myself. Yeah. That's like one of the worst feelings to have, right? Feeling alone, feeling like your back is against the wall. You have no way out. You have no one has your back and things like that. So um, I was having like a very intense, like heavy talk. And uh, one of my followers, uh, her name is Carzy799. She suggested that I do like a podcast. Mm. So I literally, um, I literally turned a part of my stream, which I call bury your soul. I turned that into like a somewhat like a podcast where it's me interacting with the, with the viewers in the chat. And uh, we basically talk about anything, you know, I literally can um, sometimes I'll be at work or sometimes I'll be at home here and I'll have music on and like, once a certain song comes on, like the wheels start turning in my head. Okay. I can look around Twitter. I can look around Instagram. I can look around Facebook to see like an issue that someone is talking about and like make that relatable. Yeah. And then speak about it on stream. So what I do basically is I'll write down um, the title of the episode because now I'm starting to get to a point where I want like bear your soul deeply rooted in the Twitter spaces to be kind of like um, episodic. Yes. I'm going to be like episodes. So I, um, I'll literally write out the title for whatever I'm writing, whether it's Barry Soul, Deeply Rooted, or Twitter, or the Soul Space, and um, I'll write down the topic. So uh, I may have, um, when uh, the hate raids and everything was going on for a day off Twitch, yeah. you know, I, uh, my, the topic was, you know, trying to figure out, okay, why are these hate raids happening? Why are they happening to these marginalized groups? Have you been a victim of a hate raid? If so, tell us your story because people have been hate raided and they cut their cameras off. They don't yeah. even stream. Like they, they hide and they go disappear into a shell. And like seeing that, it's just like um, seeing that uh, is just very, it makes me uncomfortable because it's like no streamer should have to go through that. Why are streamers having to go through that? It's already hard enough being in front of a camera and streaming, period. Yeah. Like, hitting live on anything, it's like, uh-oh, what's going to happen today? Am I going to have tech issues? Am I going to get nervous? Am I going to get raided? Is a troll going to come in? Like, it's so many things to think about. And basically, I just, uh, you know, I come up with, like, I'll look on the internet and search for quotes that deal with, like, okay, someone goes through, someone gets hate raided, and now they feel messed up. How, what quote can I use that'll motivate them to let them know, hey, even though this happened, you're a lot stronger than you think. Don't beat yourself up. Give yourself time to, to process what's going on. But hey, here's a quote here for you. Hopefully it, it, it helps you see the better you that you may not be focusing on right now because this terrible incident has happened to you. Mm. And then, you know, I asked a couple questions like, so how do you guys feel about the hate raids? Do you feel like Twitch did their job and handed on them? If you don't, what do you think should be done? What would yeah. you do? You know what I mean? So uh, just having like things structured like that and, and written out and thought out like that, that's literally how I do deeply rooted various soul and soul spaces. Yeah, it's just, it's just getting that, that kind of that episodic and that you've got a clear kind of message and way of doing things, which are, is, is always good. I mean, I think all of us, 
can kind of look for some kind of inspiration in certain places. I don't generally get them from songs, I have to say, but I think it is good. If you can think of something and then you can build on it, it's always good. And the, the hate raids were really interesting at the time because yes, they were. I'm, you know, I'm the, apart from the fact that I'm a mental health streamer, they didn't affect me because I'm, I'm the poster boy of white privilege. You know, I, it's, there was nothing, I, you know, I, 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 even, I even had blonde hair at the time. Nothing was it's, happening. It was, it, I seemed to be it's, separate. It's interesting that you say that, because I say this every time someone, um, you, know, uh, you know, a Caucasian male or female comes into the stream, and they're like, well, you know, uh, you know they say, well, I'm a cisgender white man, mm. white woman, you know, there's white privilege. I'm like, okay, that may be true, but if you care about the people that are being hate-rated, you have just as much of a voice as we do standing around doesn't make you any better it kind of makes you a part of the problem yeah yeah no absolutely yeah so when i tell them that they're like oh that's kind of cool that you brought that up because it kind of makes me feel like even though i'm not a part of that marginalized group that gets hate rated like these are my friends i don't like this yes you absolutely have a voice to speak up you can simply because it may not be happening to you that's still your, I'm, a, I'm the kind of person that I consider you a friend. Something happens to you, it feels like it happens to me. Yeah. And yeah. if I don't like it, I'm going to speak on it. Yeah. You it know, does. I, I'm just one of those people that have your back. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I mean, when I say it was, it was weird because I wasn't, I, I meant I wasn't directly, people weren't attacking me. Um, but right. it's, 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 and so I was not, I was not in the firing line as much, um, which, almost got irritating because I have to say I, at points I was like, I really wanted them to come in. I, I almost wanted them to come in and attack. Yeah. Me. Cause I was like, yeah. no, no deal with me. Cause I'm not going to turn the cameras off. Like deal with me. Um, mm -hmm. But I know that they don't give a shit and it's mainly botted, but it, I think part of, it's almost like you, like we were saying earlier about controlling that rage of like, no, 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 I want to get this out directly at you. And I want, I want this to be a recorded video that, that, you know, on Twitch, that Twitch have to mm -hmm. see what happens when this when this goes on because Twitch didn't do anything. They did no. Cool. They were useless. They were absolutely no. useless at it. They just didn't do anything. I mean, the, the best the, the best um, things we had against it were from independent um, computer guys who was like, right, Other this people. is how you get rid of it. This is you know, yeah. commander Siri, Siri bot. Yeah, yeah. Siri bot. Um, there were there were other YouTubers who were like, hey guys, if you have a stream deck. Use your stream deck. You can like hit a button and send your stream deck into uh, sub only mode or follower only chat, or you can clear the entire room. Yep. But it's like, where was Twitch to say that? They were too busy posting clips of other people's streams. Um, what? And then um, one of my nearest and dearest uh, friends, they'll probably lose it if they see this. Um, but I want to shout them out every time because they are super important, not only to me, but to the the day off switch, uh, Wreck-It Raven. Mm -hmm. She, they were, oh my God, just, man, to be, to have all what happened to them happen to them yeah. and to still be able to maintain their integrity, to be like at the forefront of that move, to start that movement and like keep like putting their foot on Twitch's neck, like, hey, uh, we need to come do something about this. Like something needs to be said, as well as other people who contributed to that. You know, um, 
I, I they have a mass, they have a ton of respect for me. I, they, I, I will always um, respect them for that because at the end of the day, you know, to, to take all that on by yourself and then also to be dealing with some of that, like the hate rating stuff. Oh man. Yeah. It I takes mean, a, it takes an incredible amount of resilience. Yeah. I mean, um, wreck, it was pretty much saying to the Raiders, come get me uh, at certain points, which was very, you know, is when you are at the forefront. Cause I mean, that was for anyone that was on, on Twitter at the time. I mean, Beckett's face was was everywhere you know that was yes. it, it was it, it was the kind of the face of the whole thing to try and tell mm-hmm. twitch what the hell are you doing you know get yourself yeah. together which mm-hmm. is a nightmare because twitch are you know twitch don't care you know as, yeah. even even when they respond and they do the right thing it's not because they care it's because they their hands have been left over the fire for so long that it's occasionally starting to blacken and they're kind of going mm-hmm. oh wait this is burning oh and it's 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 a nightmare because you know, they could Twitch could run at a loss, and Amazon would never care. You know, because Amazon owns it, Bezos owns it. Twitch could run at a loss for the next hundred years, and no one would notice. Amazon are used to things running at a loss, um, so it, you know, it needs people that just go, no, 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 no. This isn't just going to be us in the back in the background. I'm going to try and get you into every social media outlet, everything, yeah. and tell you. I'm going to say something. This is what happens, yeah. and it is good and because then... that, you know. And then, like with uh, and then with the day on Twitch, you notice what happened. Um, there were so many like bigger streamers that mm. were telling us, me and you, the people who support them, the smaller streamers. Oh, day on Twitch isn't going to do anything. But you're wasting your time, like literally trying to like downplay what we're doing. And then what happened? Tim the Tad Man left. I can't remember the other guy. Oh, they uh, went from doctor something. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, both of them left Twitch and went to YouTube on top of the day off Twitch. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting how that happened. Yeah, it was it was just the added up. I mean, I I was I was it was uh, Dev Twitch was interesting for me because it was uh, because of the time period. So I did it. I tried to do, I just tried to stay off as long as I could without fully staying off. And the reason I didn't is because it fell on um, mental health check-in, and I know that yep. certain people literally they can't survive they need that and that was always my it was like if i was gaming there's no way i'd have been on it's just it wouldn't have i wouldn't be doing it but um i tried basically i waited until it was effectively the next day you know but it wasn't for everyone but it was effectively the next day and then went right okay now i'm going to go on um but i tried to stay off as long as possible i didn't put anything up that day um because it was it was that kind of thing of going look um I, I'm, I'm encouraging, and pe- please, people, do what you need to. Um, the only reason I'm here is because I'd ra- I, I want to make sure that if there's one person who's about to jump off of something, that they don't, and they don't come into an empty lobby. Um, so it was, it was that was a, it was a, it was a kind of a difficult thing for me, but I wanted to it, it, when I was doing it. It's like I support it, but at the same time, I, I need yeah. to make sure people are safe. Um, no, and, an interesting and nothing. And it's nothing wrong with that. You know, um, there were people who were like bashing others for um, being on Twitch. And I'm like, well, how do you know that this isn't their means of survival? Mm. You don't. But we're so quick to bash other people because they may be going against what what we feel to be the right move. If you don't want to be on Twitch, you don't have to. If someone else wants to be on Twitch, okay, you don't have to bash them. But let them do 
let them do whatever it is that they need to do. And if you feel the need to ask a question, um, hey, uh, you know, everything's going on. What's making you stay? What's making you go to Twitch? What's making you go on even though this is a day off? Well, this is my only means of income. Enough said. It should be no. It should be no further argument at that point because at the end of the day, you don't know what anyone is doing to maintain their household or maintain their sanity. I think I spent most of the time I had on um, ranting at Twitch. In fact, I think it was me and my viewers just going, "Right, okay, let's just we're going to have a go at Twitch. We're going to spend this time telling Twitch yeah. what we think." Um, yeah. Because it was, and I, I, I have, I've actually had my mods get worried when I stream because they're like, because somebody will say to me, oh, you can't do this because Twitch will ban you or Twitch will do this. I was like, okay. And I tend to just immediately, and my mods go, oh God, not now. Because I'll just look down the camera at Twitch and go, okay, ban me. And I'll go off on one at them and just like, okay, please bring it. Because I want to see what will happen if you ban a, men- a mental health only streamer who is the head of a mental health charity who does this specifically for these reasons, bring it. Please, because I want to see your justification. I want, I want that argument because I'm happy to take that on. I'm happy to be taken yeah. into your field because I don't care. And I think that's, that's the thing is, is I, I – and that, that was the thing with the, with the hate rates as well is that for me, I have that disconnection that I, I can allow myself. You know, I, I, I don't tend to care at certain points. And so I can do that. But so many people were there just – like they were just their life was in certain points basically ruined because twitch was the thing that was keeping them going or or was the the reason that they looked forward to the end of the day it was like oh today's been awful i need to go and game i'm gonna hang out with people and then there's these freaking idiots come in from nowhere and it was just destroying people and i mean i've not seen it in a while but i don't know if it's i'm sure it's still going on but you know, every now and again, I'll see a new viewer that's turned up and be like, and you're still in the back of your head going, okay, so so who is that? Like, where where have you come from? Yeah, like to a point where um, like raids were bad. Mm. Raids, like, you know, I was under the notion that when you raid someone, that's that's a that's a blessing. I mean, you could have. You know, you could you could mean you could be streaming at the same time I'm streaming. You're getting ready to get off. You can have a thousand viewers in your stream, and you take the time out of your day to pick me out of the vast list of followers that you have. You pick me now because hate raids had such a bad connotation with it. Now it's like, uh oh, am, am I being hate raided? Like, what's going on? Yeah, you gotta you have to second guess a a, a kind notion. Yeah. because of what's happened that that yeah that that was another thing that ticked me off with that because it's just like what in the world like i'm i'm i rated you mm-hmm. like and then but then the way to counteract that one okay so hey guys when we rate this person say it's all love here or say hey we're you know we we want to we want to find out we want to find out more about you we love the energy we're going to stay here. This is this isn't a hate rate. This is a love rate. Yeah, yeah. I think I have um, my because all my emotes are Pooh Bear, uh, like Winnie the Pooh. So mm-hmm. and, and most of them have hearts. So it kind of it because it, it's um it's it's that tattoo um, that I draw because okay. it was it was me and my wife's nickname for each other. So that's my my channel. So luckily, I think with that 
people, if my if my um, my emotes showed up with the raid, people would tend to be going, okay, this this is this is okay, you know, because okay, there's poop bear, or there's heart, so it's raid, okay. So I was lucky with that because um, and, and certain communities that I was raiding tended to go, oh, that's ups, that's ups uh, emote, okay, cool, we're fine. Right. But I mean, right. yeah, I remember um, when Sabelle TV, who is you know, one of the people, I mean, she's one of the people, she's one of the reasons I'm still here. Um, because after the death of my, uh, my wife, um, I was done. And I mean, I, that's the, actually, it's the reason I'm on Twitch. Um, I was nine days away from ending it. And I was just, I was on Twitch just for background noise. And as well as a lot of other stuff offline, and I had my little dog at the time, but there were five channels on Twitch that basically made me laugh when I couldn't. Yeah, they, they made me laugh when it was impossible to do so. I mean, Sabelle TV is one of them. Um, and uh, it was really weird for Sabelle during the time of the, um, the hate raids because Tim the Tatman raided her. So this is, she's not a partner. She's, a, she's an affiliate. You know? she's, she, make, she gets decent numbers, you know, 30, 40 people. But then suddenly 5,000 people arrived. And she's there just going, oh, God. And it, you have to, like, be be on your toes to realize who's raided you because if you don't realize it's tim you could be like well wait a minute well, how, how is there so many people like what's what's going on and, and you know and it was and she's a female streamer so obviously more female streamers would be getting hate raided and that's 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 crazy because that's literally how i felt so um i was doing a podcast with a fellow streamer who i'm uh, really close with um his name is initial dxp dxp so um we were doing a podcast and I literally spoke of Wreck-It Raven and a friend, Jennifer, yeah. like threw an alley-oop to Wreck-It and Wreck-It came right into stream. It was like, <laughs> wait, what? I saw the name and I was like, oh shit. Um, like, Wreck-It's in here. I'm trying not to freak out. She's like, um, so what y'all not going to do is y'all not about to make me cry in the middle of this podcast. And I'm like, wreck it, but you deserve, you deserve all the love and respect and recognition you're getting because look at what you started. Like there are, there are certain people, um, in, in my community who I go to whenever, like, you know, we call them comfort streamers. Mm. Um, you know, um, trying to think of some names, uh, uh sparkles is one high on sparkles is one uh uh cassidy ruiz villarreal is one um quinka Veli is one jennifer is one untapped keg like um it's so crazy like how you know i've built these these friendships these bonds with people out of a bad thing like yeah as okay so as bad as they off twitch and the hate rates were look at all the wonderful people we found yeah, yeah, it's, that's it's, the for me. That's the silver lining. Yeah, it has been. It has been a good connection for a lot of, for a lot of people. I I, I actually heard of Wreckit before that. Um, she was on Mindset by Dave's podcast, actually talking about uh, talking about BLM. Um, and because that was that was that was a weird time as well. It's a weird time, I think, in the UK because you know we we su- we supported BLM, but at the same time, it was just like we it was very difficult. It was very difficult. Uh, sorry, different, different for us because we didn't have the same violence. We didn't Things have the same interaction. We were like, 
we didn't and and even terminology like um you know the, the preferred prefer terminologies things like that is different here it's different yes. in england and it's just like it was very difficult to kind of figure out and and um know what was going on but i mean i i've had i had a couple of times where people um were like it and i did i mean i, I have to say i did lose my rag a couple of times when people came in and said things like that and i would just literally go you know what fuck you black lives matter and then just end the stream um and it's just like i'm, I'm not i'm not it's not an, it's not an argument point it's not you know that's not an argument point it's not i don't I, you don't have an opinion on that that's just, <laughs> there's there's not a it's not an opinion based thing that's just the fucking that's it you know um and, and you know I, I learned about wreck it before that and it was just then reinforced when when the um the day of twitch kind of came in um yeah. But yeah it's 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 weird how many how many people you come across because you keep getting you kind of get recommended to someone or they recommend you and like when i when i was looking for people for this podcast um because i'd i was um you know I'd, I'd gone through the usual suspects that i that i knew and i and i wanted i thought you know what i should probably go to other people's because i talk too bloody much anyway you know I, I so i put up for like you know if anyone needs um, a podcast host this is a podcast um guest this is who i am this is what i do and jennifer actually was the one that put me on to untapped keg and told them hey why don't you why don't you talk to up like he's um he's and then then i went on there and um and we had a chat and i, I think i wasn't quite what they expected either because um you know especially i think americans hear my voice and expect something a lot nicer and i can be quite you know aggressive with my my kindness sometimes um so it, it is it's kind of um kind of interesting but then you know we've all interacted in so many different parts you know i i, mm -hmm. I know i've interacted with uh Weber streams with jennifer with untapped keg yes. with mindset by dave with anxiety with yourself it's just like it's all there and i think uh you know proper pause and there's so many so many people you kind of go i i'm always like when somebody mentions a name i'm like okay does anybody in the group that I'm in know that person? Because if you don't, I'm like, is that because they're new? Is that because we haven't come across them? They're new and they're trying to, or is that because they're not really part of this community? They're actually, they're, they're a tag on. Because I kind of think, you know, we've got, we've got people from, from all over, from different countries, from three or four different countries, from different backgrounds, from um, genders, you know, ethnicities, everything. If we don't know this person, like, why? Because it could be, you know, oh, actually, they've just started out, they really want to help people, they just don't know how they start. Cool, awesome, let's see if we can help them. You know what, let's write into them, let's, let's um, give them some resources. Hey, why don't you come over? You know, that's, it's good, and, and, and hopefully it'll grow. But, yeah. like, when um, Twitch itself did the mental health week, I wanted to throw things at my screen. Because the, none of them were mental health streamers. Absolutely none of them, as far as I'm concerned, but had anything to do with mental health. Twitch did not go looking. They went, oh, look, they've got mental health tags. Let's use them. They're all pretty. We'll use them. You know, they were, that was it. There was nothing more. You know, none of them had backgrounds in mental health. None of them had um, learned experience. None of them had um, resources. Nothing. Nothing at all. And it's like, what is it? What does it take? I mean, you know, of the, of the people I've mentioned, you've got um, Mindset by Dave and myself who are training to be um, counsellors and cognitive behavioural therapists. I'm also doing a master's in global mental health. Um, Wabba Streams has um, a master's in counselling. Papa Paws has a, a master's in thanatology. You know, um, 
you've got uh, then you have learnt ex- learnt experience with um, Jennifer, with anxiety, with untapped keg. You know, you don't need to look that far to find people that can interact and have communities building. But what they wanted was they wanted people that had numbers, and that's all they cared about. Oh, yes. you've got thousands of people, and you're pretty. Let's put you in front of a screen. It's like. That's not what it should be about. That's not what it should be about. We're, we're trying to help people. And it always gets down to the, it's, they did exactly what my issue actually with Mental Health Week and Mental Health, um, World Mental Health Week and World Mental Health Month and all that is, which is, why do we have it? Because if it's not there all the time, and if people only ever use it to make themselves look good, what's the point? Because that's what Twitch did. They went, look, aren't we amazing? Look at these people. Aren't they pretty in talking about mental health? And then... Yes. What have they done about mental health for the rest of the year? They didn't bother with the hate rates, which, is a, mental, which is a mental health issue as well as anything else. They mm-hmm. had to be dragged to then get the um, mental health um, tags for, for um, gender and everything else. They do nothing, as uh, so many other people do. And I mean, actually, before they changed, those new tags, which are, you know, whether you're LGBTQIA, um, mental Non-binary. health issues, all, that, yeah, yeah. all of that, before that came in, if I wanted, and I tried this, to have a poll on my chat saying, how is your mental health today? Or mental health check-in, it wouldn't allow me to say the words mental health. It actually blocked the, the thing mental health. Wow. And these are supposedly doing amazing things for mental health. Like, what, <laughs> where? Where exactly are you doing this? And it does become so problematic. But, I mean, so... Like I say, you, you started to become more integrated in things like that. Are, are you hoping to kind of build more and more on it? Or have you found that you've become very quickly accepted? Um, like, or, or is there still this idea for you that maybe I'm a, an outsider? Or like, how has it felt for you in terms of all that with mental health as well? Um, it, it's, it's beginning to feel like, um, it's beginning to feel like I am accepted, especially with like, uh, with like the spaces and like deeply rooted and you know bury your soul when I have those talks with people about uh, certain things. Mm. Um, I mean, I've had people say, "Dude, um, nobody else is doing this. Nobody else is hosting a space on Twitter about mental health. The fact that you're doing it, um, and you know, I'm, I'm not the most popular guy in the world, but I would like to think that it starts with one of us." One of us can be that catalyst to start that, and then you have a domino effect. Now you're going to see more mental health spaces on Twitter being open. Now you'll see more uh, more people. I'm I'm the kind of guy, I'll have the conversations that people have in their head out loud. I'll talk about the things that aren't, that need to be discussed, that are being tucked away. Yeah. Because they need to be said. It's, it's, there's no reason why mental health it took this long for mental health to be important. Yeah. Two years of COVID? Um, no, it should have been that way. Yeah, absolutely. Mental health isn't just, mental health is, is an everyday thing. Like, your mental health is challenged every day. Yeah. We just now getting to this? Yeah. No. Why is it that, uh, why is it that there, there, there aren't any, why isn't, why isn't there any open spaces where people can can come to vent. Hey, if you scream if you need to. Whatever you need to do to get it out to feel better, that's what MySpace is there for. MySpace, I don't, there's no judgment because at the end of the day, 
how I'm going to judge you. I got problems too. Hmm. Yeah, I can't. Well, I'm not perfect. Yeah, it's, it's why I always say, it's, I, I literally start to everyone, because when I, when I started, because, um, you know, of the way I sound and, you know, my, my interactions and things, there was, at the beginning, people that somewhat trying to put me on a pedestal, and I'm like, no, 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 no. And that's where I got with this, the two things I say about myself is, one, I'm an educated idiot, you know? I, I don't know what the, the fuck I'm doing. It's just that I say it with um, an educated voice, and that's about it. And the other one was that I'm an arsehole. But in, in, the way I look at it is everyone is. And it's, it's actually a line from, um, from um, oh, my God, the name's going to, um, Bruce Willis's bloody um, film. Oh, my God, Die Hard 2. Die Hard 2, there's a bit in it where, um, where Bruce Willis actually says to um, one of the other guys in that, oh, I thought you were an arsehole. He's like, I am. I'm just your kind of arsehole. And that's what I say. It's like, if you find that you come in and you think, actually, no, I don't like this guy. Well, I would have told you I was an arsehole. But if you come in and you can connect with me and, you know, we, we get on, then I'm your kind of arsehole. Because at the end of the day, I'm, not everyone's going to like me. I have done horrible things in the past. Every single one of us has. And I think that's a, a point I like to go on about. Every one of us has been trash in our lives, okay? Every one of us is someone's crazy ex. Um, you know, and even if we don't mean to, you know, this doesn't, doesn't need to be on purpose. We can just do it because we're a, 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 a world full of morons. Um, right. And it's just, I think, but when you go in with that idea and realize that you shouldn't put people on pedestals, we're all exactly the same and we get to interact with that. I think that's, that's when we try and take away, like you said, take away that judgment because we don't, we're, who are we to judge? Who are we to say anything about anything? You know, we don't, we don't know anything. And, and there are certain things that aren't discussed. Like I, um, will free, I will openly talk about, um, sex for instance, and things like that on my stream, because, you know, we have people in there who don't know what's going on. They're, they're not sure about themselves. It could be their sexuality, but they don't know how to really talk about it. So they'll talk around it with something else or there. And you're just like, okay, cool. Let's, let's talk. Like, I mean, I, I was a teacher. I did sex ed. For, I taught sex ed. You know, I'm good with that. That's right. fine. No, yeah. If I, I had to put up with, with uh, young kids trying to, trying to take the mick out of me, I can do it with a room full of people, you know. But it's, it's getting that interaction um, and letting people know that they, they, there is somewhere they can come. And there's actually, um, it's a silly little thing online, but I really enjoy it. I think it's a great place to go. It's called um, uh, screamintothevoid.com. And it is literally just, if you, when you go in, it's just a black hole. And you write in, you vent, you know, you write in whatever you want to do, and then you press enter, and it's a scream, and it goes into the black hole. And I, I always find that as a, as a bit of a fun thing of, like, if you just think, you know, I want to scream, just type it on there, you know, freak, you know, really frustrated, ah, and then it just disappears, and you're like, okay, right, I've had my scream almost, but you've made it a bit more fun, so you're not just getting angry, because so many of us can get angry and frustrated, especially with things like Twitter. You know, you're, you've taken Twitter into a nicer place but i think twitter can be so so toxic you know i actually oh, absolutely <laughs> i actually have on my absolutely. i have on my my um my my thing on twitter actually says i will not debate you there's no point you know i may respond to your comments but i will never get into an argument or a debate with you because you are not listening therefore there's no reason and that, that, i kind of avoid it yeah it, it, it's just they, they'll come back with something else i'm like i'm i'm not I'm not having this. You know, you're not going to listen. You have your point of view and that's it. You know, Donald Trump existed well on Twitter for a reason. <laughs> you know, he was, he was the, the, the angry, the angry man, you know. Um, 
I think it is good, though. It is good to have that non-judgment. I think that's something that is is missed so much. I think we we all judge. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, it's to a point where, like, you know, I'm gonna start um, incorporating, like, um, I want to start incorporating, like, talking to uh, psychologists and psychiatrists mm-hmm. live on my stream. So, like, you know. Um, because there are so many things that about mental health that I am not educated in. Mm. I'm more of a learned experience. Yeah. Someone educated can literally come in and very eloquently say what I can't in five words. Yeah. And make it relatable and digestible. Like that that's the that's the level I want to go to. Like I want to go to a point where it's like, oh yeah, well, you know, Bear he he does play video games, but man. When he starts those podcasts and he starts talking, like going into mental health, man, it's like a whole nother, it's it's an entirely different dimension because it is, Uh, you know, I'm, there's more to me than just video games. Yeah. And I am more than just a streamer, a streamer. I mean, I say it all the time. When someone calls you a streamer, that's a very surface level way to identify you. Oh yeah, they stream. What about who are you when that camera's off? When there is no persona, no mask to fit into, then what? Uh, who are you then? That's the person I want to dig into. I don't, the streamer, eh, cool. I want to know why you stream, what got you into streaming. Uh uh-uh. uh. Take that mask off and show who you are. That's the person I want to, that's the skeleton I want to dig up. Yeah. That, I mean, that's important. I mean, I, one of the people I've mentioned, I've had this talk with them before in that I refuse to believe any of us are really ourselves when we're on camera even if we try to be even if we can we can be we can truly believe we are but the thing is is that we're not ourselves when we go out and go to the shops you know we go to the shops we see the store the store owner whatever we're not ourselves we could be having a shit day we're not going to then go to go to the shops and go hey i'm having a crap day can i get some um some cigarettes or something? no we just say hey hey man yeah we we all put on masks all the time and we definitely do it on stream because, you know, okay, every now and again, that might slip. I mean, I've taken time away. I, I've, I've, been off, um, I've been off Twitch for since, since late de- the end of December, basically two months. I, I'm, I've been debated, I've debated whether, to go, whether to go back. Um, I think the earliest I'm going to go going back is March, and that's because I needed that time away. But I've put my, my energies then into things like this, into the podcast, into my mental health channel on YouTube, into my charity, you know, up for the challenge as a mental health facilitator and educator hasn't disappeared. It's just been that Twitch has become uh, an area where my, my kind of happier persona online was slipping, you know, and I was, I was getting, as I said earlier, the default of angrier and upset was, was starting to show far too much. And that's not the fault of those watching me and those who wanting to interact that's just right. me being weary of things over a given time and you just kind of go i don't want to be shouting at people you know it's a build-up it's a build-up that happens i didn't take breaks when i needed to i maybe did things um that messed with my own mental health at the time and you know that was that was the problem and so i decided i decided to take a step back but you know I think if you leave it too long, as with myself, that kind of persona can slip more than just a little. And so 
I think people need to realize that when they're on stream, they are a different person. No matter how much they think they are near to themselves, they're not. You know, there's, they are, part of that mask that all of us have is still there. You know, mm-hmm. and like you say, it's, it's getting through to that actual person. Have that, have that ability to talk to whoever's there. You know, and it's the reason that, that therapy works. Because, you know, some of the best therapists you'll come across are ones that don't talk to you. But they they're just going, just tell me. And I, I've I've been in I've been in things before when you, no one talks for like half an hour, and then suddenly somebody will just go, okay, fine, right, the, this has been happening, you know. And suddenly it's it's just there, and you, you suddenly get through to someone because you're not giving them a reason to put a mask up. You're not, right. you know, you're not you're not showing them something to reflect against. You're just going, but hey. You need to talk. I'm here. You you want to interact with me? I'm not going to make you you know do what you don't want to do. I'm not going to say anything to yeah, you. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna put a I'm not gonna put a gun to your head and force you to. No, I'm not gonna give you. I'm a I'm not gonna give you. A, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you a reflection of who I think you are. I'm gonna give you exactly what this mirror is showing me. Yeah. You. Yeah. Now you have to you have to look at yourself and uncover things about yourself that, you know, may not be pretty. But who has a pretty past? Nobody. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, that's the thing is so many of us. I, I really. So there's so many people that say don't compare yourself to other people. I always say don't compare yourself to yourself. Um, I know that people don't necessarily like that one. But my my thought on it is if you compare yourself to what you want to be. Your the the future want the future want to be you isn't something you'll never reach because you'll always put it outside of your own um, goals even if you don't mean to you could might maybe hit those goals but then you'll move the goalpost you know and it'll always be something yeah. when you're this is the something I can't be and then you'll always beat yourself up for not being able to be the future you and if you look into the past well that depends on the mood for the day because it's either going to be you'll look if you're feeling shit that day you'll look at the past and go. Look how, how amazing I used to be. Look, I was thinner. I was braver. I would do all these things. I'm not that anymore. Or you're going to say, look at how crap I, I was. And, you know, I've, I've come far, but, oh, my God, why didn't I learn earlier? And the past is never, it's never true. There's a nostalgic, you know, it's either rose-tinted glasses or gloomy-tinted glasses. It's never the true version of you. And I think when you compare yourself to your past or your future, all you're doing is comparing yourself to a fairy tale. And it's just whether your that fairy tale is the original Brothers Grimm or whether it's the new Disney version. That's the only thing that changes. And so I always think actually what you need to do is is just have that moment. That's why I'm always about introspection and, and mindfulness is to kind of look, what's happening now? Like we, the arsehole I was in the past, whatever I did in the past, I cannot, for, the idea of forgiving yourself for it doesn't change it. It's accepting it happened. And I think yeah. that's the thing. Is it's, that's the big thing. I talked to Untapped Keg about this um, when uh, you know, there were struggles about the idea that having to come to terms with and uh, forgive themselves for past things. But actually, why? It doesn't do anything. It's not going to help the person you may have harmed. It's not necessarily going to help you. And all you're doing is constantly trying to... Um, trying to find a reason to beat yourself up every day because you're going, well, I've got to forgive myself because I did this. And I did, and it's every day you're beating yourself up for something that has happened. You cannot change that. It's the past. You don't have a time machine. You are that 
that version of you may have been a piece of shit, but that was then. The best way to show yourself as well as anybody else that that's not you is to, to do better, to do better now. You know, it's never, you're never going to, you're never going to convince anybody that knew you back then that you're a better person if they don't want to hear it. You going, I forgive myself, doesn't convince them. And all it does to you is remind yourself of what you did without you being able to actually change it. And I think that's, that's the important thing is actually change it. Um, yeah, you know, um, yeah, like putting in the work to show that you changed. Um, yeah. I, 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 I I, I see that and I yeah and I totally I understand like actively putting in the work to um to prove ev- to everyone that you have uh that you and have to yourself fact, as well I think yeah absolutely um the the reason why I believe in forgiving yourself is because a lot of us and I guess this is more so in a sense of like holding grudges mm. um you holding a grudge against someone is basically drinking poison and expecting them to die. No, forgiveness is never for them. It's for peace of self. Because at the end of the day, like you said, they don't care. Mm. They don't. You did, they, you, they, they did whatever they did. But you have to, I feel like, you know, um, after a while, when you go through certain things and it's like a pattern and someone is repeating this pattern and you still stick around for it at some point, it's still their fault for doing it, but it's your fault for allowing it. How much, when is enough enough for you? Mm. So forgiving yourself is like, you know what? I have every, I have every right to be mad at that person, but guess what? They wouldn't have did it if I didn't provide the space or I didn't, or if I would have, put my put my foot a little bit hard on that line that boundary that they cross this wouldn't be a thing so forget it's like literally holding it in and shaking a bottle top what happens when you shake a soda you let the bottle go it explodes yeah nine times out of ten the people that you love the most are the first ones to feel that that shock wave from you being a bomb so i feel like forgiveness forgiveness helped me I'll bring it up. Forgiveness helped me when my uncle murdered my my father, his brother. When that happened, I couldn't trust family at all. Not mm. one bit. How could I? My family did this to me. Yeah. So it took it took the um it took putting in work. But eventually I had to forgive him because holding on to it only hurts me. He has no remorse for what oh, yeah. he did. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's that's the thing. I don't I don't disagree with forgiving others. I don't disagree with forgiving others. I think forgiving others, as you say, if you're holding that grudge, it's not going to help. I yeah. think for me, the issue is when is forgiving yourself. Forgiving others allows you to just go right. That is a part of my past that is gone. They no longer have the control of my past. What I yes. did. What I did as a response is not something I'm going to forgive myself for because I did it. I can't forgive myself for that because I've forgiven them. That's what matters. That is not a relationship that needs to either improve or, or anything. That, that relationship can be gone now. I think for me, the issue is when people actively try and forgive themselves for, for things they did. And they go, look, I was in a bad place. It's, they, they have an explanation. Just because you have an excuse doesn't mean you have an explanation. So going, oh, yeah, but I was in a bad place. I was this, that, and the other. It doesn't matter. That's happened, and you can't get around it. 
and trying to right. I think forgive yourself only reinforces in your own mind why you're a bad person the first time. Whereas if you, if I completely agree with you on forgiving someone else, forgiving somebody else, letting go of that, great, because that's that that frees you, that frees that background. But I think when it comes to the idea of forgiving yourself, it's just a reinforcement of worse times. And the best way to prove to yourself that that doesn't matter anymore and that isn't you is just just, just be you, just yeah, be you now. Yeah. Yeah. Because when no, you when you throw it back, it's you know. No, I can um I can understand that, and 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 the and another reason why I say forgive yourself is because okay, um, you can be right in your feelings to what someone did, but you could be wrong in your response to it. Um, we could go out to a bar, right? Yeah. Um, and drunk drunk guy, um, you know, bumps me. I could be right to be angry, but to like haul off and assault him, mm. eh, maybe that wasn't the best response. Maybe I could say, hey, listen, don't bump me anymore and like move to a different area where I don't have to worry about that. You know what I mean? Mm. So I could be I could be very right in my feelings, but wrong in my response. And yes, once you ring a bell, you can't unring it, right? Once you say something you offend or upset a group, it's out there, right? So, but I also feel like in some ways you can be like, mm, you know what? Even if you were in a bad mood, right? Because you can be in a bad place. Yeah. Even though you're in a bad place, it's not fair for me to be in a bad place, but then inflict something on you, you weren't the cause of it. Yeah. We all have bad days, right? Bad days at work bad days in your relationship or whatever the case may be. And then you take your mood out on the other person who didn't do anything to deserve it. Mm. So in that moment, you could be like, you know what? Yeah. I forgive myself. Cause that was, that, that was, that was a time where I made, I made a wrong judgment call because at the end of the day, my partner or, you know, my, my, my friends, they shouldn't have seen that side of me. It, yeah. Nothing. It, it, it wasn't their fault. So, in that case, yeah, I was. Uh, you know what? And then that's when your. That's when what you was. You know what? Next time I have a bad day, I would leave it at the door so I don't bring it in somewhere where it doesn't belong. I, I put the work in to actively, um, like you said, put the work in to actively change and be better versus, uh, you know, um. It's a difference between saying you're going to do better and actually putting the work in towards doing better. Yeah, yeah. Having so, I, in the, I don't so in that sense, I totally understand where you're coming from. Like putting in that work to show and prove to yourself and, and to others that, you know what, I'm not that, I'm not that bad choice. Or I'm not that mistake that I made. I'm better than that. Yeah. And here's the work that I put in to, to, to show you. But I think there are some, you know, there, there has to be a moment where you got to sit with, you got to lay in that bed that you made and be like, you know what? Yeah, I was, I was out of line for that one. And I got to forgive myself and for, and to, to ensure that I don't do it again. I have to forgive myself, let that part go because I already did it. Like you said, you don't have a time machine. You can't go back. You can't change the past. But 
as the the great Rafiki said in Lion King, if the past can hurt, but the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I'm sorry. I'm having issues with my camera. It's just decided to turn itself off. Um, I think for me, I, I guess the issue for me is I don't. I think when you when you have the um, the thing with forgiving yourself is you're still you're potentially also um, giving yourself an excuse for for next time. Depending on where you are in your own recovery, depending on where you are in moving forward, I think forgiving yourself as well as not helping the situation because you can't change it, but it also give, maybe gives yourself an excuse for next time. Oh, well, I can forgive myself. I can, you know, that, that's something I can just say sorry. You know, how many times are kids, and we have, you know, there's, there's TikToks being made about how, um, how problematic this has become now of, well, just say sorry and everything's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, and no, I think sorry, I think that sorry isn't an apology. Change yes. behavior is. Yeah, and I think unfortunately, yeah. even if we um, we don't want it to be, that can be uh, what happens sometimes when we try and um, you know forgive ourselves. We create that idea of well, this can be okay. Whereas if we just simply change it, we just go no, this is what's going to happen. This, this happens. I'm not going to, the reason I'm not going to forgive myself is because if I forgive myself, I give myself a reason that this can happen again. I, I, I allow myself to be drawn into, um, you know, getting into a fight, having that, that bottle, um, you know, whatever it is. I give myself a reason because I can just say I'm sorry. I can just say I forgive myself. And I think yeah. we get into the realms of what I think of as L.A. wellness, L.A. mindfulness, where it's just, oh, if I love myself, then it doesn't matter. And I, I, that I always find problematic because, yeah, we can love ourselves. We can be there and, you know, be, be there for ourselves and everything like that. But at the same time, if we aren't really prepared to take, you know, responsibility for what our actions really meant, I think that's where we're, we're going to hit trouble. And I think when we hit forgiveness and we go, oh, I have to forgive myself, mm, I, I, always, I always think, well, actually – Forgiving myself doesn't change it, and if I don't change it, there's no point. It's a bit like when people don't deal with their issues because of the fact that if um, there's no solution, they don't see the reason to, um, to to deal with it. And I think that's that's what happens with that is because, well, if I can't do this one, I'm going to change. Well, okay, well, look, this is you today. Let's look back at that. Would you, as a person today, have forgiven somebody for doing that to you? And it's like, yes, I, over time, I would have forgiven the other person. But right now, would I really forgive myself for that? I don't think I need to. I think I'm a better person. And potentially having that to reflect back on and seeing the worst part of yourself can even push you to be that better person. I think when it comes to forgiveness, we give ourselves too much of a get out clause. It doesn't help the person you may have wronged. It doesn't necessarily help you. All it does is give those little get out clauses that are always so problematic for me because I think if we do that we just we just set ourselves up for failure in the long run and I, I never like the idea of that okay okay I mean um you know I I can I definitely I can understand why it, you know forgiving yourself may uh in that sense may feel like an excuse yeah I can I can see why it would um feel like an excuse and you know the saying goes you know, sorry isn't an apology, change behavior is, which 
is very, very true. Uh, the, the, sorry doesn't mean anything. You don't change the behavior that yeah. started this in the first place. So, yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I do understand that. And, you know, I think and, and maybe it may be like different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know for me, forgiving myself was huge because, you know, I think uh, I've had the chance to look back, you know, flip those pages of the past back and look at myself and be like, wow, Brandon, like, what the hell was wrong with you? Are you crazy? Mm. Like certain situations, I feel like, no, I was kind of justified in how I felt. But then now looking at the now, like you said, would I do that again? Mm, probably not. There probably was a better way to, to, to deal with that. You know, so I, I forgive myself for, um, I forgive myself for getting to that point when there mm. could have been other options to um, go around it. You know, uh, maybe I didn't have to be a brick wall, you know, but when th things happened, you know, and it made me so guarded. But at the end of the day, um, everybody isn't out to get me. They're not. You yeah. know, when, 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 when the whole thing happened with my dad, um, I, like I said, I didn't trust family at all. And I was acting different towards family. And people could understand why. I mean, oh, your, your uncle just killed your dad. Like, he killed his own brother. So, what, of course, you're going to feel that way. Yeah, but everybody isn't like that. Yeah. But I had to get to a point to where I stopped self-sabotaging my own relationships to understand, like, okay, yeah, Brandon, everybody isn't out to get you. So, at some point, I had to look back on, you know what? I'm better than that. I forgive myself for getting to that point because that's something I, I never should have put that on everybody else. I should have left that with my uncle because my uncle was the only one that now if somebody else shows me differently, I hold, I will put that weight up on their head. It's not meant for everybody else because nobody else has given me a reason to feel that way. Yeah. So I forgive myself for I forgive myself for being that way because at the end of the day I took it out on people who didn't deserve it and that was wrong of me. So to your to your point, you know what? I'm actually going to put the work and I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to vent about what's going on with me. I'm going to find other ways other than you know talking to a therapist to deal with this because like you said, when it gets to a point, okay, what well, if therapy's gone? Now what do I do? Now I'm stuck. Yeah. So it's finding other outlets, finding other paths to help me get to the same destination, being a better me. Yeah. And I think there's also, I think, interpretation of what we mean by by forgiveness, because I think mm -hmm. in, in my mind, the way you describe that isn't necessarily you forgiving yourself. Like for you, it, it is. But in the way you've described it, for me, it's more um learned learned um reflection so i don't know if it's the same but it but it's it also i think words can be really important for us and it's how we we look at how yeah, yeah, yeah. i think that's yeah. for, for each of us it's how we how we look at something that's well actually and this could be something that is as you say something's happened in a bar that somebody says something and that can be something that we're learning, learning from as well is knowing how to interact with people in different ways from yeah. when we move yeah. forward you know um as as yeah. we've you know there's especially on twitch for instance i know that mm -hmm. there's words that are used in the uk which are offensive in in america but they are not yes. even they're not even related to the thing that is offensive they're not even on the you know they're not even in the same realm they're, they're nothing to do with it they're traditional 
um, something else. And, you know, it's I, I think it is important. Sometimes um, we we find our own our own dictionary, our own um, understanding of ourselves. And I think that's where um, introspection, everything can can really come in. Um, I mean, did you want to talk? Uh, it's OK if you don't want to. But did you want to talk any kind of further on on, you know, everything with your family and kind of how you really made it through that? Um, yeah. And uh, one thing I, I, I do want to point out is uh, I uh, the one thing that I'm loving about, you know, our talk, you know, the, what's going on with the podcast right now mm. is you see how we're having a, a civil debate. Yeah. Most people can't even have that. Like we could disagree and uh, uh, name calling needs to happen or slurs need to be thrown out. <laughs> yeah. That is so I can't stand that. Yeah. If you feel like you're being disrespected walk away yeah yeah walk away yeah. from the situation you Absolutely. don't have to like egg the person on to keep disrespecting you because essentially that's what's going on yeah but I, like i said you know i love the fact that we can have um uh, uh, i love the fact that we can have a civil debate or a civil talk and even though we have different understandings there is no um i don't want to use the word but because like yeah. i can say well, I understand where you're coming from, but it kind of makes it look like I'm kind of like what you're saying is not, I'm not listening to what you're saying. Yes. So like yes. you said, it's like how you put those, where you place certain words can, a person can interpret that differently. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's actually a, I don't know if you've seen it. There's a sketch from like Key and Peele um, where they do, they text each other back and forth about how they're going to go and meet up for a drink. And you've got one of them is like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to meet up. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, we should go now. And then the other side of it is the other guy reading the exact same words, you know, exact same words again. We should go now. What the hell? Are you, what do you mean we should go now? And it's, it's getting really riled up. And he thinks that he's having a go at him. And it's exact same words, but ex completely different interpretations. And it's I think that's, you know, that's really important, I think as we said about Twitter earlier, that's what can happen a lot of times is that we can see exactly the same thing. And one of us is going, oh, this is amazing. This is really another one. And the other person's losing their mind because of yeah. how angry they're getting about it. And at the end of the day, it's just going, you know what? This is something that we, we just look at differently. And I think that that's, that's fine. Whatever, whatever is helpful to you, whatever is right for you in the moment is valid. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what anyone else says you know other other people's words might help you and that might be something you haven't thought of yourself before and so it's a new way of looking at it but it doesn't mean you're more or less valid than anyone else you know yeah absolutely um so to to uh to you know continue what you were saying yes um so with you know uh i was 15 when that happened you know um i was uh i was a sophomore in high school um you know, I, I, of course, you know, things, certain things you can't forget. You remember it clear as day. Mm -hmm. So I remember, um, I remember being on the basketball team and, you know, sophomore was considered junior varsity and uh, 11th and 12th grade, which is junior and seniors, they're considered varsity. So here I am, this, you know, so frail, skinny kid. And I'm about to be like playing on the team with what I consider that, you know, I'm like in the NBA now, like I'm, I'm playing with the bigger kids. So, uh, you know, my mom comes in. And her face is just like, just done. She's like, I'm talking like puffy face, just like she had a really bad crying session. And I'm like, well, what's going on? And then she, 
I tried to go hug her, and she was like, son, you know, I can't hug you right now. I need you to step back. And I'm like, well, that's weird. You know, why, why would she deny? That's my mom. Why would she deny a hug from me? So um, I remember her father, my grandfather, being there, and I remember, you know, her hugging the coach, and the coach was saying, you know, um, you know, whatever you need, you know, whatever he needs from us, you know, I, you know, I'll make sure he's okay. And I remember my, um, I remember my grandfather taking me outside and walking me around the track. And we had probably done about like four, like three and a half laps. So by the time we got halfway around the, the you know, by the time we started to do the other half to get to the fourth lap, uh, you know, my, my grandfather, you know, I, I thought of him as like, um, invulnerable, like he couldn't be harmed. So mm. to see him break down, I was like, okay, whatever is about to be said to me is going to be horrific. It has to be because there's no way he's breaking down for this. Yeah. So, so we walk around the track and, you know, he's like, you know, um, son, I have some, some really bad news for you. And I was like, um, well, what's wrong? And he was like, uh, your father died today. And like, um, when I tell you, like, everything stopped, like yeah. cars stopped moving, the wind stopped blowing, the leaves, the grass and the, 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 the grass in the field stopped blowing in the wind. Mm. Um, and I just fell to my knees. I couldn't believe it because, you know, all the time I see so many people say, oh, you know, I hate my father. I wish he wasn't here. And maybe they do have a bad relationship relationship with, your, with their father, but it burns me up because mine isn't here. And I didn't have a bad relationship. I, if I, I physically would move the heavens, I would move the moon and the earth if it meant seeing him one more time. Yeah. Like, and not even, I don't even want a whole day with him. Just like, thir- like 30 minutes, just, I would just 30 minutes so he can see his grandson. Mm. That little baby that I just had on my lap, just for him to see him. Because at the end of the day, that's an extension of him because I am an extension of my father. So, man, that, that was, that was terrible. And then like to, I, you know, I remember going back, um, going back in the, uh, in the, in the gym and like, everybody was just looking at me and like, I felt like they just bum rushed me. They bum rushed me, hugged me and was like, listen, man, if you ever need anything, just hit us up. Let us know what's going on. We we're here for you. And, you know, I, you know, I was, um, you know, I was broken, but I said, you know, thank you guys. And, you know, I truly appreciate that. And then I went back to the car and then like, there was this awkward, eerie silence. It was like a void. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just a black hole of quietness. So then we get home. And I'm like, well, how did it happen? And she was like, well, he was, you know, he was, um, he was assaulted first. He was beat with a hammer, shot with a handgun, and then with a shotgun. So I'm like, who, who did this? Hmm. At first, she couldn't like get around to saying it because I mean, how in the world you, how in the world yeah. are you going to tell? How are you supposed to tell your child? that their uncle murdered your father, like their own brother. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, I don't even, I don't even try. I'm trying to wrap my head around how I would tell my son if something like that happened. I would, I couldn't, you know what I mean? Like, oh, uh, you know, your, 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 your aunt killed your mother. Like what? That doesn't even make sense. 
Yeah, it's just so, it's so off from left field, isn't it? It's... Yeah. So, um, and I say this, I say this every time, and hopefully, um, it, it hopefully it makes sense here as well as it did in the other spaces that I've spoken about this on. Um, if it was a random person, still would have hurt because that was my dad. But the fact that my mom told me that it was the very man that I looked in the face and they tell me, listen, stay away from drugs. Drugs isn't good for you. Go out there and you be better. Be a good person. You, 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 you know, when you, when you do good, you get good back in return. The fact that it was him that did that to me, that did that to my father, it ripped me into like my entire world was flipped upside down because now I have to look at everybody in my family as a suspect because now it's like, okay, at any given point, you're going to get mad at me. You're going to kill me. Like, would you, would you take me out? Because we're not getting along. If my uncle could do this to me, I, I, I don't put anything past none of you friends, strangers, definitely not. But family though, family is the person like you would never expect family to do that. You wouldn't. That's your family. You know what I mean? But then yeah. it just made me see family can be the family can actually be worse than strangers. Yeah, it's that it's that extra level of betrayal, isn't it? If it's if mm-hmm. it's happened from if it was a, a stranger, like it's it doesn't make the, the death any less real. But it's like this was a random act. This is this is somebody that's yes. gone crazy. This is whatever. But, you know, you've been you've lost two people. You've lost two people in one. You, it's not just one. You've you suddenly you've because you've been betrayed because the person you thought they were did, did they really exist? Was it just a lie? And then you've lost them because that person, whether it's a lie or not, has gone from your life. Either way, mm-hmm. along with yep. what they've done. So it's yeah. I mean, I it's 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 one of those things that it's it's impossible. I think for, well, for, certainly for myself, but I would suggest most people listening or watching to, to ever understand because many of us may have had loss, you know, obviously myself and many others have had loss that's very close to us, but to have it be caused by someone else completely changes your worldview. You know, it's, it's that mm-hmm. idea that, you know, what, what do I do now? Uh, was yeah. there Was there something that kind of, helped you come out of that or helped you realize that you know that you know it wasn't something you needed to necessarily worry about or is it still um uh, something in the back of your head you know how's it how's it manifested Um, afterwards uh you know um for a while you know as you know being a little kid and, and coming into that uh it it you know it was tough you know what i mean because I, I, there was a, there was a point maybe like a year like a year later, you know I tried to commit suicide because I couldn't imagine it wasn't like that was so surreal that that happened to me. Mm. You know I I along with probably many of the other people who are watching or listening, you know um, we look at our parents as heroes. They're like forever to us. They're like legends. So it's like. You know, it's like the, the 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 comic book, the death of Superman. When you seen soup, like what Superman died? Like how did that happen? That's not supposed to happen. Yeah. At least not while, at least not in a in a time period where I still needed him. 
it's different when I'm a grown man now, you know, at that point, you know, my dad is, you know, if whatever the case may be, as far as my age, my dad will be, you know, when he turns 80 or 90 or gets to 100, if he was still alive. At that point, I kind of understand. Yeah, that's my dad. I, I, it, it sucks that he had to go, but he lived a long, prosperous life. Yeah. He died at like 37. I'm about to be 34. Mm. That's three years away. So the fact that in that sense, I will practically outlive my, I will outlive my father. That, that that's just a, it's, it's a weird, that's an awkward feeling. Um, but, you know, I went to, I went to therapy and, you know, I, I had some sessions where I really like, you could see the rage coming out of me, like, mm. it, but it wasn't to a point where it was like, I got physical with the therapist you could hear it in my voice that there was vengeance there i i would have loved there was nothing i wanted more than to 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 spill my own spill my uncle's blood Mm. i wanted nothing more i dreamed of it like there were points where i had two dreams i had a dream where i got him and i had a dream where i actually witnessed my father's murder because my grandfather their father at the only time um, at the time was the only uh living the living witness other than my uncle yeah. like, so he saw what happened because my uncle threatened to get rid of him if he didn't leave the house because he had to stand in between the two of them so and then i had a, a next door neighbor who i considered you know they were my grandmother um because they helped raise me she mm-hmm. heard the commotion and then my uncle came next door to try to set the house on fire but wouldn't work. So she, he tried to go over there so she could let him in and then he could do God knows what to her. No, she already heard what happened. So I would have that dream more than the dream of vengeance because it was, I don't know. It was just, I felt more pain and confusion than I did rage and vengeance. So I would have that dream and, you know, you're in a dream, you know, it is weird. You, nobody's supposed to know you're there. It's a dream. Mm-hmm. But for some odd reason, it was like my uncle always knew I was in that dream. So I don't know, like, if that was um, his spirit kind of knowing that I was thinking about him, even though he was in jail. But every time, every time I had that bad dream where, you know, I witnessed my father's murder, he would always know that I was there that I was having this dream. Like, it was like he was having the same dream. Um, and his his role was to get me, was to get rid of the lineage because now I'm my father's only child. I'm my mother and my mom and my dad. I'm their only son. So if I go, especially on my dad's side, if I go, that's it. Yeah. My mom has a daughter to carry on the lineage, but my father doesn't. So, uh Yeah. So, you know, I went to therapy. Um, I started, you know, uh, I started, that's when I got really heavy into poetry. And I think like I wrote maybe, I want to say 700 poems in a week because my mind was literally just like flowing with uh, ideas. And it it became a, it became a wonderful thing. Like I actually enjoyed doing it. Mm. And then, um, you know, I got to surround myself with, genuine people who uh 
who wanted to see me do better, even if they didn't understand the pain that I felt because nobody that I know has had their father taken from them like that. Yeah, it's it's more, I mean, unique is to undersell it. It's, it's just, it's unfathomable, I think, for most people that that's, mm-hmm. that's even kind of possible. And, you know, the, the fact you go into poetry is, is something that you're, you're able to grasp hold of, but it's, it, I think the fact that you then wrote so many just shows just kind of where your mind was at the time. It's just, just needed yeah. to, it just needed to kind of explode, but it was putting it onto paper that just kind of, yeah. this is what I've it, got to it say. Was, it was literally like my mind was like moving at like 3 million miles a second. And, mm. you know, I just, it all, like you said, it all came out on paper. Um, and then, you know, um, then I, you know, then I went to the gym and that started becoming therapy for me too. Yeah. So, and, and then I finally grasped the concept that, okay, yes, you know, my dad's gone. There's nothing I can do to bring him back, no matter how much I try, um, mm-hmm. how much I want to bring him back. Um, but at the end of the day, my dad would not want me to sulk in this, this dark place. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, my suicide attempt, I, you know, I had my childhood best friend. He saved me. So that was literally like, you know, um, uh, that was literally like God saying, okay, like you have a mission to complete. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, suicide attempts are always very difficult to explain as well. On top of that, to anyone who's never, come across them or ever thought about it i mean because i always i um because i attempted suicide the week i actually first um got with my wife and when we started officially dating um and she effectively stopped it you know other other things were there but she was the reason and then so when she died i went well then she's the only reason i was here that's gone now that's taken away and that's where that's where i went you know, down that path again and where it got saved by other people or at least, you know, their their interactions helped it. Um, but it's, you know, there's, it's very difficult. And I think when people um, talk about suicides and they, they, their ignorance on it of not understanding at all. I mean, I, I as I say, I've had loss and I've been suicidal, but I could never understand the the pain and the loss that you were going through i could never be able to put words to that and so i think it becomes very difficult and i think actually this is where you know being able to have that second therapy for yourself is important because you know having a therapist there to talk it through with they can give you the the places to look and the way to look at yourself but but they can't fully ever understand so having that second thing of being able to tap in as you said you know, at the beginning of being able to tap into that rage and tap into that that part of you that needs to explode, but doing it in a controlled way is is really important because if you don't have that outlet for yourself as well as some other form of, of therapy, you you can just eat yourself up, which I, I guess is where the idea of of ending it, c- it comes in because it, it, yeah. it eats you up, you know. It becomes too much. Yeah. It just becomes, you know, you end up thinking that, well, if that person's gone, why am I not, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, um, and uh, the, the 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 eerie thing about it, the very ironic thing about it, uh, the uh, a few days before, my uncle said that my father had made him so mad one day he's going to kill him. Mm. So that's the eerie connection between that day and the day it actually happened because he, he spoke, but he manifested that. So uh, when he spoke it, I told my dad, wherever you are, you need to stay there because I think if you come home right now, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Like, and I'm almost glad that I say, I'm very glad that I saved him because what if I'd have walked in and witnessed that? Yeah. It's already bad hearing it that my uncle did this. Seeing it, oh, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, I, don't it, think it, I, I don't think I personally, I don't think I would be here if I saw it. Yeah, it could have taken, it could have taken so many different facets. It could have taken you down a road that you wouldn't have been able to come back from as well. And, you know, that's. Yep. Yep. There's so many things, there's so many what ifs that, that appear with it. But I mean, I'm sure um, anyone watching uh, or, or listening is is glad that uh, that you are here, that you did manage to find that way out. And I think that's something that mm-hmm. other people need to realize that it doesn't matter what has happened in any so, of any of your life. There is there is a way out, and yeah. ending it isn't ending it isn't the right way to go because at the end of the day yes i understand the, the 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 i understand the feeling i understand like oh you want to end it but you also have to think you have to think about who you're leaving behind and how they will hurt that you're gone it's it's you know it's that it's that final bit i mean i always say that you know will i ever try again I think it's possible, but right now it's not the thought in my head. And as long as that part of me is still saying no, then I want to keep yeah. going. You know, I always say when people come into to streams and stuff and be like, you know, I want to, I want to end it. And you're kind of going, no, you don't. Because if you did, you wouldn't be here because there may be many demons in your head that want you to. There's a lot of demons. There's a lot of parts of you that are saying, look, get end this this isn't you know this isn't right whatever but clearly there's part of your brain and it is the stronger part still shouting at you to continue because if it wasn't the strongest part then you wouldn't be able to get in and talk to other people it's just yeah. that you know those those voices may be trying to convince you that it's that it's over they might be trying to convince you that there's no way out but you know what if the only reason they're so loud is because they're losing it's like a, a tiger when it's cornered that's when it becomes most vicious. And it's the same as your demons in your head telling you these things. It doesn't mean they're true. Um, yeah. Was there anything else? I think we've, we've kind of gone through so many different things there. And obviously then, you know, talking about your father as well. Was there anything else um, you wanted to kind of impart onto people or any advice you'd like to give before we kind of finish up? Um, so uh the one thing I, w- I would definitely love to say um, to those who are watching, to those who are listening, to those who will watch, you know, when it's edited and everything, um, you're a lot stronger than you give yourself credit for. We have to normalize trying our best to not beat ourselves up so hard because here's the thing. 
there's nothing wrong with setting high expectations. And you said, you know, um, and I want to bring up, you know, when you said comparing, um, you know, comparing yourself to yourself or comparing yeah. yourself to others. Um, so I, the reason I believe in none of my friends are competition is because at the end of the day, I want to see us all uh, be great. Yeah. Even if that means we're great in different ways. So what? The, the, the main thing in common is that we're being great. Um, my friends are never my competition. I'm my own competition because at the end of the day, I can run from my friends. I can't run from myself. Yeah. You can, you can, you can lie. You can hide. You can put that mask on in front, in front of your friends. Uh-uh. When you look in that mirror, that mirror shows you exactly what it needs to show you yourself. When you have that long sit in front of the mirror, yeah, you can't run from that. Every time you try to run, guess what happens? You start repeating the same stuff that got you back in that spot. Those who forget are doomed to repeat. When you forget that you've made mistakes, you tend to make the same ones. Or you'll make the same ones, but the outcome will be even worse. So I believe in, in my better, am I better today than I was yesterday? Because, yeah, you can't go into the past. You can't. You can't change the past. But you can write a, you can, you can write a new story from where you are right now and make your future better. You can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so that's why I'm a firm believer in, are, am I, was I better today than I was yesterday? Uh, I mean, if, if I had to say, yeah, I'd. I lifted, I deadlifted 545 pounds today. I didn't do that yesterday. I got stronger. So in that sense, yes, I became better today than I was yesterday. Yesterday, I wasn't, I wasn't that strong. Today, I don't know what happened, but my body allowed, my body and my spirit and my mind allowed me to pick up 545 pounds off the floor. So in that sense, yes, I was better yesterday. I'm better today than I was yesterday. It's that it's um, I think for me on on with that is is the idea of living and learning. It's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we all live and learn. But the, the the thing that I think so many of us have to remember is to live. The the main thing you have to do to be able to live and learn is to live. And it's yes. however, however you you I agree. I take agree. that, however you, you, you know, whether that's, you know, that you're forced to make you go forward, whether that just means that you're going to do new opportunities, whether that means you're going to travel, whether that means you're going to say yes to more things, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, you need that needs to happen for you to learn. Because if you, as you say, if all you do is never learn and just repeat the past, you haven't lived. You've, you've, you've just you've done Groundhog Day. You're Bill, you're Bill Murray. That's all. That's all that's happened. You know, yep. you might you might slowly see differences in that same day, but the same day is still there. Whereas if yep. you continue, you live, you you build on it, then there's something more for you, for all of us, and that's all we can ever really wish to do. And it's just trying to get through to that next day, and hopefully the next day is something that you can look at in the moment and go, you know what? As we started off this um, conversation with, of just going, you know what? Today was a good day and recognizing it and seeing it for that good day. So, 
Um, well, thank you so, so much for being with me, Brandon. It's been um, a hell of a chat, which has gone in so many different directions um, yes. from, from, you know, so many different facets, which I think is, is the best thing. It's why I do podcasts, because I, I think we should be able to go in so many different directions that sometimes we know where it's going, sometimes we don't, and it just brings up so many different um, aspects to things and shows that each of us has... Sev- not just one but several different stories to tell at once so um thank you so much for joining me um sorry everyone thank that's no no problem at all everyone that's watching i do apologize the last half an hour there as um we we've had technical issues uh, my camera just decided to not work so obviously brandon's turned his off it just makes it easier um so uh this will just it'll go up like this um i'll get our pictures of us up rather than the picture i currently have up which is a drawing by me i don't think we're gonna have that up it'll be a picture of me instead um so i'll uh, i'll get that up i do apologize if that happened guys but um hopefully if you're listening on spotify or on amazon music or anything obviously this hasn't affected you too badly um but um this will be up as normal and um i hope you've enjoyed this and uh we'll see you again next time but thank you all for joining us and we'll see you again thanks everyone yes absolutely